Hey, just singing some James Blunt before I got on here. Who knows why? Who really knows why James Blunt sang all of one song that I can remember? And it is always playing in my head, so I will make sure to listen to that today and all of the words in it because it must have some sort of deeper connection. Okay. Uh, today we are talking about, you know, your soul's work. So it's like no big deal of a, of a episode. You know, if you were going to listen into one of any this week, it might be this one as prosed with the most importance because there is literally a Jesus quote. So like if we were doing impactful work, I'm pretty sure that it starts with starts and ends with a quote from Jesus himself. So listen in. Okay, it's important. And what's most important is you and your willingness to continue seeking a life that serves you. And I know that that sounds really painful, counterproductive to helping serve the world, but you serving yourself and your soul serves the world. That's it. If nothing else, that's it. But listen to the rest of this. Okay, let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life. And we're just starting into season three, and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur, creative vibes that are going out into this world. And the more that I get to experience that, the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world however that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Welcome to the show. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in all of our greatness. Can't even help it. It's gross how amazing we are. Um, my great thing 
really is just, you know, seeing so many people around me, like coming into their own light. And I think that that was something that I had longed for. And, you know, true to what we talked about probably a couple of weeks ago, you can't break people from their cocoon. They have to find their own strength there. And the restraint that it takes to not break people through is tough, right? Like, because that means, I mean, holding back all the things that you know, because sharing what you know from where you are may actually jade what they need and how they need to receive it. And so it's so hard because you're like, I got the, I got the answer. I got the answer. I got the answer. It's like your teacher standing in front of you and saying that everyone can answer except for you, but you, no one knows the answer except for you. And you're just like sitting on both hands and you're like wanting to raise your hand and help so much. And the stoicism required to not dive in and answer all the problems, fix all the problems, answer all the questions is like next level. And you're probably going, oh my gosh, how insane, right? Like this is literally what you do. Why wouldn't you help people? How rude you've gone through so much of this. So why wouldn't you dive in and help people? And I will tell you exactly why because you can't, you can't help people. In fact, you cripple people by helping them. I find a lot of times messages that I share, uh, actually hurt more than help sometimes. So while I won't leave you to, to completely find your own way, I'll try to give you some clues, but I have found that less is more in that realm. And so it's been exciting to see um, people grow and develop in their own time. And it's so hard to sit and watch people suffer, but it's part of it. It is. Because if I grab your hand and pull you out of that hole, you'll never learn how to escape yourself. And if you can't learn how to escape yourself, you're creating the same sort of existence, right? You aren't learning or growing in the way that you need to. You're going to be faced with that same thing. And if you just keep getting pulled out, then you become reliant on me or whoever the puller is. And the whole key to all of this self-growth is about your ability to dig yourself out, your ability to find your own way out. And so I love this show because it really is just a guiding light, right? Hopefully just like a way to come back if you want to keep working, if you want to keep asking questions, if you want to keep going in self-work, but it's not, it does not promise to be exactly what you need because the only thing I promise is that I don't have all of the answers, but you do. And so that's been so real life for me lately. And I think so important as I continue to do this work, because the longer 
that I've been doing this, the more that I realize how um, different I want to be in this in this arena. Um, you know, perfecting what I want self development to look like, and so many times in my own story, in my own self-development, I was passing the torch to whoever had the answer. And I've seen so many examples of that in my own life that I just kept like offboarding. Here you go. Oh yeah. Okay. You have the answer. You have the journal. You have the book. You have the this. You have the TED talk. You have the, uh, Tony Robbins 12-step program. You have the gold dreamers, chasers, go get your dreams, hustle girl, drink water, girl, go key to life. And so I'm going to follow you. You have the answers and I would just follow so closely. And then what I would always realize at the end of that is that the motivation to do that only lasts so long. And then I would always end up back with myself. And so the most important thing that the death of a dream teaches all of us, myself included, is that your path to your soul, to your true self can only be guided by you. It can only be guided by you. And I'm finding so much beauty in watching other people guide themselves and turning to me as someone who may be self-guided prior um, and maybe not for answers, but for little little sentences, right, of guidance, but not the whole answer. And I don't know, you know, for me, that's, that's been such a hard path. Um, but a, a beautiful one. I got the message exactly when I needed to that you have to just let, let them butterfly, girl, let them butterfly. And you can be here as someone who can give a little bit of guidance. But at the end of the day, they're the ones who have to break out of the cocoon. They're the ones that have to free themselves out of a hole, right? Otherwise, they'll never know how to do it. And they'll probably keep trying to come back to this drawing board. And it's not always going to work. The work, the goal of all of this is that you find how to work best within yourself, how to find your soul again, right? And I don't have the answers on how to do that. I just have a continuous conversation and enough knowledge to know that at the end of the day, you're going to be the one who holds the key and you are holding it the whole time. And that's what's most ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. So I love watching people around me find their own light and knowing that I'm not the one finding that light for them. And I know when I started this work, I wanted to be the light finder. And it is imperative that I'm not. It is imperative that you find your own light. That out of everything is most important. And you find your own way out to the light. I can guide you. 
I can keep you coming back and asking the questions, right? I love that I'm just a sitting here as a sort of sitting duck <laughs> person for you to tap into when you want kind of motivation to keep going and keep pushing. But I love that you can tap in and out whenever you're ready to have that conversation and keep going. So I don't, I don't know, right? To me, it starts with believing in yourself which is what we do every morning, by the way. We ground ourselves in our own greatness. And so for me, you have to believe in yourself enough to go to work for yourself. And that doesn't mean, oh, I'm an entrepreneur and I work for myself. No, to actually work on yourself, you have to first, the prerequisite is that you have to first believe that you are worth the work. And so that's why we ground ourselves in our greatness right? We have to start setting the stage for you to believe that you are worthy of the investment of your own time for your own self, for your own betterment. That's it. That's the core of it. And so that's where we start our day. That's really how we start um, most of the podcasts here, because that action in and of itself starts to prove, make a case for you to go to work. And then beautiful things unveil after that. That's it. That's all. Okay. So that's my great thing. I like to make an example of me doing my own great thing every morning so that it inspires you to do your own and to think about it differently because so often we're like, oh, greatness is an Olympian standing up there with their national anthem playing and the gold medal around their like, No, greatness is whatever you recognize greatness as, but it's so very vital for you to recognize yourself as great. And it doesn't have to be on an Olympian medal stand. All of us are doing amazing things in our life. We just don't talk about it. So we make you do that. We're forcing your hand. And we really aren't because you're just listening to this podcast and you can do whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. You could listen to this every morning. You could say that greatness grounding is the dumbest thing that you've ever heard of and you could completely ignore it. I can't force your hand into anything, but I can tell you over this three-year journey, that has been something that stuck. That has been something that transformed the mindsets of people that I was working directly with. And it isn't crazy. There's examples of this all over the world, all throughout time and history. And while it wasn't always called greatness grounding, you have to create this illusion. And this is a great way to do that. So, okay, let's dive all the way in. We can't even stop. So this morning I was reading a book on stoicism. Right now I'm reading, interestingly, um, a biography on Ernest Hemingway. And it's been very, very interesting. I don't know what I'm supposed to pull from this book. I will just tell you that he kept presenting in, um, in ridiculous ways. It was ridiculous how many times Ernest Hemingway came out of nowhere. So anyways, um, reading that biography right now. And uh, the other thing that I'm reading on is stoicism. And I've been reading on that. I read a daily stoic reflection. But in my 
stoicism book that I'm reading right now. Um, this is what I came across and I had to share it with one of the clients that I was working with because I felt like it was extremely meaningful with the work that we're doing. But then I sort of reflected on this the rest of my time preparing for the show. For what is a man profited, said Jesus, if he shall gather or wait. <laughs> Good job quoting the Bible. It's supposed to be so very important. Dang it. Okay, I'll start over. <laughs> For what is a man profited, Jesus said, if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And gosh, that hit me like a bag of bricks because I... I think the process of self-discovery before you do anything is so important. And so many people are like, well, no, I need to build the business and then I'll go find myself and, and then I'll have time. And I would say this is the prerequisite to anything because hmm, um, you're going to chase rabbits down rabbit holes if you don't actually know what it is that you love to do in this world, what it is that lights you up. And then I um, would go on after listening to this to have a video put into my stratosphere. And I only like to do a one video play um, to just see, like, is what I'm about to talk about in alignment with what I need to? And so then I'll like pull a resource and just see. And that was the the video. It was basically like, if you're working out of spite, right? And so many of us do that. And I would say a portion of this work was in that spirit too. And it took me a while to shake that. But so many people go with this spiteful approach of like, oh, I'm going to prove them wrong. Oh, they're going to, I'm going to teach them. I'm going to show them. Yep. I'm going to make it. And then what? Right. And I totally get that. I think that that's an important stage to go through. There's like, there's certain paths that require your ego in order to blast through the wall that you have to break down. And so I'm saying ego is necessary in portions of what this journey is. And one of them looks like this. There is going to be some work and some moves that come out of spite, but we can't stay there forever. Because otherwise you're really just working towards the same thing you were fighting to escape, right? Because you went into whatever it is you're working on to whatever it is that lights you up and, and you go, oh, I'm going to do this and I don't care what anyone thinks and I'm going to move. And then it's like, and I'm going to show them. Well, if the root of what you're doing is in showing them, then you do care what they think. <laughs> right? And so at some point we have to lose that. And what I can say is people so often are just chasing whatever it is that's going to get them to success fastest, whatever it is, right? And if we never lose that, that spirit of I'm going to show them or the spirit of spite, then we're going to be exhausted, because we are throwing our own souls overboard and taking the next ship to success. And it's silly. 
Because even if we reach that height, moving in that spirit, even if we reach new heights, we don't have a soul. We don't have a soul. Do you realize how disgusting that is? Do you realize how exhausting that is to operate in this world and have no soul? I can tell you from my own experience, it feels like going through the same exact day over and over again, never really feeling anything at all, and just moving as quickly as you possibly can so you can avoid that feeling of feeling nothing at all. And over and over on repeat until, I don't know, something interesting happens like, hmm. I don't know, maybe you go out and make something happen for yourself. Like, I don't know, maybe you buy that new car. Woo! Okay, life just got better. What now? Yay, we finally made it. Woohoo! Right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a, you know, brand new Ford F-150 or if it's a Tesla or if it's a mansion out in the fields. If you have no soul, none of it matters. Nothing touches you. Right? And so what I want to focus on is the importance of finding what is your soul. And the greatest way that I've found to find that is to do whatever you would do for nothing and see if it sticks for nothing, for no dollars, zero, and see if you love doing it. Because so many people are like, oh yeah, I love this. I'm so passionate about it. And then when the rubber meets the road, guess what happens? They don't do it. They're standing there with their hand out and going, no, 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 pay me first. Pay me first. Right? And not always does your passion have to follow some poor man's approach, right? Starving artist doesn't exist. It doesn't have to. But a good way to test if you're truly passionate about something, if this is something that could fuel your soul, would be to do it for nothing. And if you're crazy, do it for nothing so often that that action in and of itself will have such a broad, big payout. But so many people are not willing to do that. But I am telling you, right? Because money only makes you more of what you already are. So if you sold your soul to get whatever that business is, to do whatever it was that you had to do, so then you could show your family that you were going to make it or that you knew this to be true, that you were going to do it, right? And you continued working out of that spite. If you sold your soul to do that, even if the money comes you're going to end up more hurt and more lost than you ever were. So this portion of the work, before you do anything, before you build the business, before you decide what that business is even going to do, before you do all of that, find your soul. What lights your soul up? What would you do completely free? And hey, have you tried it yet? Have you done it? Enough to know? that this is still what you would choose? Enough to say, yep, if I could just talk and do this all the time and there was no money in it ever, I would still choose this? You might be on the right path. And I'm not saying you need to go do things for free for the rest of your life in order to find your true passion, in order to find your soul. No, you should get paid for it. 
eventually, and you probably will get paid very handsomely. <laughs> because passion equals profit, right? Whatever it is that lights up your soul, if you're putting your whole body, self, emotion, whatever, into it, the payout's coming, people. Can't deny that. Can't. Right? But so often we just get caught up in this idea of spite. And I believe <laughs> that working there is where we, we lose our own soul. Because we can't really get to who we want to be if we're safely living inside the box of what other people think of us. Right? Because we won't do the crazy things that are required to test our passion. We won't do things that we see, right? Because we're going, oh no, what's, whoa, uh, what's Cheryl going to think? What's Cheryl going to say? And Cheryl's still going to say it, okay? But that's a great test too. Can you outlast the Cheryl comments? Can you? Are you willing to? Are you going to keep working? Or are you going to take every single comment that everyone says to you from now until forever and let it completely drain your soul of any passion that you had for this work? Well, might be a good example of you still living under other people's rule. Let it go. Right? Because the beautiful thing about working towards whatever it is you're passionate about, the beautiful thing of that <laughs> is that it repeats. The energy repeats, period, all day long, all the periods. We'll just let the periods go throughout this show, whatever. The energy repeats. And so when it starts repeating, it starts multiplying. And then you can't really even stop it from flowing. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I wanted to be this thing. And now here I am being this thing. And more things keep coming as a result of that action. And so what started as a teeny tiny insignificant action now is growing. And now I'm seeing myself in this new light. And now I'm seeing that I am going to do this. And I've healed myself to the point where we can self-correct. We can feel energy imbalance. We can feel those things. We can get ahead of them. We cannot let them derail us so much. And our soul is here. And so when your soul is actually in your work, when your soul is actually in your body, when you didn't throw it overboard because you were like, there's really no place for you here on this earth. I don't, I don't know what, why I would bring you along because, you know, feeling things is not something we should do on this earth. Bringing our passions is not something we should be allowed to do. We should not be passionate about things. We should not laugh out loud. We should not be excited about our lives. No, thank you. We should not be excited about something that we purchase. We should not be excited about something that purely excites us. We should not give ourselves that wrong. We should give ourselves all of that. Life is here for you to enjoy. Do you really think that there is any higher being on this planet that's like, hey, I think this should suck. <laughs> you know, I think 
I've given you this beautiful soul that could like live on, or maybe it lived before. And I've sent this soul down to your body, right? Because you can have just bodies that are living, that are soulless. You've met people like that. <laughs> they were a joy to work with, weren't they? You've met people who completely lost their soul, right? And when you meet people like that, you go, oh, oh, I would never want to be there. But think about how close to there you are right now, right? And think about how soulless your life has become. When do you feel your soul light up? right? Mine, every time I hold a teeny tiny little baby, can't even help it, right? Because they're so full of possibility. And it reminds me of how full of possibility I am, right? And how divinely righted we are with that. You have a divine right to have a beautiful life, but you have to make a choice to bring your soul back to that. And only then do we see our true selves working in this world. And when we come back to our own truth, we start to create things that help other people. And when we're helping other people, then our soul just starts on fire. And when our soul starts on fire and we stop working, right, for what other people think. We just start working for our own passion and our own souls and the things that light us up. And we don't lose that. Because if we lose that and we gain the whole world, it won't matter. Right? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul, what is profited? Nothing. Not a dollar matters. If you don't have yourself, if you're miserable every single day, my favorite scene slash worst favorite scene in the movie Soul. Hey, wow. Way to go, Hannah. That was a hard connection to make to today's episode. In the movie Soul, they like, they're saving lost souls in the great beyond. And they open this guy's life and they finally like get rid of all this clutter, right? And... He's there. His soul is up here in this other world because it has disconnected from his body. And his soul's up here and he looks down at his body and then he jumps into it. And then the guy awakens, right? But he was going through every single day. He was completing the task. He was going home. He was doing what he was supposed to do. He was making money from the looks of him. But it doesn't matter if your soul's not there. And so often we lose our souls trying to serve other people. And it's so vital that we cut that tie and that you get personal with the things that you want to do here in this world, the things that light you up. And we just let go of that <laughs> because we're sitting here going, oh no, Cheryl, Cheryl's about to come for me. <laughs> I don't mm, I don't want to do that. I don't want to hear from Cheryl that I'm doing the wrong thing or that she has an opinion on this or that I couldn't do this. Well, that's Cheryl's projection on you has nothing to do with you. And 
everything to do with her. And I know that it's so hard to take that stance and be like, oh no, Cheryl isn't hating me because she hates herself. No, that's exactly it. And that's why it's unimportant. That's why you have to stop throwing your soul overboard for someone who just hates themselves. Love yourself. And then pray for Cheryl later on. But like, you come first. And I. it sounds so selfish, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, if I just focus on myself, I could never, that's so selfish and I'm never going to help anyone. But like, you being your best you, and I cannot say this enough, you being your best you is literally what's going to create what helps you help the world. So if you don't take time for yourself, if you don't make yourself a priority and you're saying to yourself, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't, I need to go help people. No, you will help people by you being your best being. Your soul's work will come as you find your soul again. But if you keep putting that up on a shelf, trying to serve and show other people who you are, you're going to lose it. And we need you to find it. We, the earth, because people who find that live a life that echoes into eternity. And it's only because they stopped listening to the other people and they found their self and their soul. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, you've made it all the way here. And I do want to tell you that this is like where the real listeners go to get the inside track. Because we have started to work with Brain.fm, which is an incredible meditation, creative focus app, which actually helps with all of those things. Focus, relaxation, creativity, like I utilize it in so many different ways and I didn't realize that it was sort of the music app that I was lacking. And I was excited when they reached out to become an affiliate of this show um, and help my listeners utilize this platform for all the things that we talk about on this show because Music is one of those things that allows you to tap in and go to a higher level quicker than you could if you were just doing it on your own. So this helped so much in my meditative practice. It helped me from the mind wander that was constantly kind of coming up. It helped when I was in workflow for my mind to not wander into the lyrics of songs. It helped sort of just create this white noise in the background. And then this was the most unexpected help that happened. (laughs) It also helped with like getting my kids to bed and waking them up in the morning. I noticed that the general frequency of what usually would have been an up and down experience sort of leveled. And we all just experience this common calmness in all those instances where 
in a lot of nights and mornings, we'd have so many ups and downs. It leveled all of that out. So I'm excited. If you use the code, the death of a dream, you get 10% off of your subscription to that. Now, what I do love about it is that if it's not helping you, you can just end that subscription. So to try it for a month, it might cost you about three bucks. Okay. See if you like it. See if it works for you. And if it doesn't, you can always stop. Um, <laughs> but if it does, I think it's a really great way to tap into this self meditation, focus, presence work that we're always staying conscious of. I will have the link in the show notes every day for you to go ahead and check that on out. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on <laughs> all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness, um, but you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day. Thank you.